Welcome back to another episode of A Bite of D&D. This is Micah, and sitting across from me, like usual, is my co-host, Zach. Hello. And today we are going to discuss half-dragons. Zach, what is the difference between a half-dragon and the dragonborn? Okay, so a dragonborn is a true race in and of itself. If you put two dragonborn together, you get another dragonborn. If you put a dragonborn with anything else together... It's uh, the half dragon one. With a half dragon, it is it's what comes about typically when a polymorphed dragon copulates with another creature, and the result, if there is a child from that, it is a half dragon. Other ways could be like if a spell goes awry or a blood ritual or something like that could bring about a half dragon from a regular person you know you could do something like the draconic bloodline sorcerer you know with the right ritual or the right spell could become a half dragon in upper levels maybe something like that and does it have to be a humanoid or a person that this half dragon is based off of no no the monster and what what page is, is Half Dragon? Uh, Half Dragons can be found on page 180 of the Monster Manual. Okay. So if you look there, what you're going to see is a picture of a badass-looking red Half Dragon in plate mail. And if you look down at the stat block, it's going to say medium humanoid human any alignment. That is an option. It's not the only option. So what you see what you're seeing there is what you get if a polymorphed dragon breeds with a human, you get something that looks like that potentially. And you can if you kind of read down through it, it's got it's like a CR5, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, CR5. It has a parry ability for its special ability. It has a breath weapon, but for the most part it's a fighter. It would be cool as like a notable combatant in a group of ruffians or whatever. But really, it's pretty basic as a as a type, and I think that that's sometimes why it's why it's not used as much is because I think first off, people say, "Oh, isn't that just a dragonborn? I can make those all day," or B, then they start to read it and they're like, "Okay, well, it really isn't any different than a dragonborn at level six or seven. Like, it, it there's no there's no mechanical difference. They both have the breath weapon, and they both just wear armor and swords and fight." So, but it, it's not a bad creature to throw into the mix of your of your villains that the people are fighting, that your party is fighting, and add some variety. The breath attack might surprise them from time to time. Well, and I'm taking a look at what they provide in the monster manual, and it's, in my opinion, kind of disappointing how limited they give you for these templates that you can mix and match. Yeah. They give you different options based on the color of the dragon as far as temperaments go, as far as what their breath weapon would be. But they don't really give you any ideas for what it would inherit from different races. Yeah, and I think that's what we're going to talk about for the most part on this episode. The The stat block itself, you can read it. It's, it's a perfectly reasonable combatant. The meat of this page, of this monster, is in looking at how we can put this template onto other classes and races and what kind of cool combinations can we get from it. 
And I think that's what we're gonna be talking about today. So the, the biggest thing that I'm noticing is the templates they provide are useful. It gives you the base stats that any creature would get if it is half dragon. Yeah. So it gets a blind blind sense, it gets a damage resistance, the breath weapon, speak and read, draconic. Yeah. Beyond that though, it doesn't give you any stat templates or anything like that that you can use to enhance a creature's existing physical attributes physical or mental attributes depending on the dragon some dragons are much smarter or more cunning than others mm -hmm. so if you want to play around with these what might you use to kind of adjust how you adjust stats or things for various creatures okay so what i did first and foremost is i looked at if you look at the stat block here on page 180 it's a human with a couple of modifiers in the same way, I think you find the creature that you're wanting it to be half dragon, half this other creature. You pull that from the book. Let's look right across the page at the harpy. And let's say we're going to make a harp, half harpy, half green dragon. So in that respect, all I'm going to do is I'm going to take the harpy stats and I'm going to tweak it with the template options and maybe with a few others to make it the dragon, half dragon that I'm looking for. So maybe take a look at what a the equivalent color dragon stats would be maybe match it up with the size or power that the progenitor was yeah in that relationship and then kind of fill in the stats from there yeah i think like i'm looking at the harpy and they have an intelligence of seven so one of the things that i might say is like hey let's bump that up to a 10 get rid of the negative probably not going to matter that much but in my mind now it's become a little bit more impressive as a figure it's going to communicate more clearly it's going to have bigger agendas when it's less instinct driven then yeah. and it's rational thought it's making its own decisions where a negative two modifier isn't necessarily completely stupid but they're not they're not really formulating plans or anything it, i would definitely say they're running off more of instinct than most anything else because they can speak they can do that but they're not going to be that smart overall and this just gives them slightly better capabilities and it makes a little bit more sense when they've been paired with a, a creature like a dragon yeah and i you could do other things too you know definitely you could give them the breath weapon or if you're like you know that doesn't really fit what i'm looking for here other options that i've done is you can take and just give them an extra hit dice that kind of Im implies this more legendary creature aspect you can give them, I mean, harpies already have wings, but you could give a creature wings and give them a flight ability. They're being half dragon. Something that I would consider with a harpy is giving them a dragon's frightful presence. Dropping the DC down on that to make it more reasonable, but, but if you have this really bizarre, frightening, acidic creature of this half green dragon, half harpy, give them that frightful presence could be a great thing. Well, and harpies, or any really monstrous race, if you're going to mix them, are already pretty crazy looking they can already be pretty scary even if they don't have something as powerful as an actual frightful presence ability i don't think it's out of the realm a possibility that that's something that they would gain when you have this already monstrous form combined with that of a dragon yeah so i like mixing up the abilities that you would find on a, a standard dragon stat block with these guys yeah i think as far as that goes just go look at the dragon areas of the monster manual and say what do i like from here what are some of these abilities that i think are interesting and then just try to figure out how do i want to put them over here and you might even determine like no my harpy's going to have scales okay well you just bump up the ac give her a natural armor bonus and you're good to go like it doesn't have to be a difficult thing 
they don't make it a difficult thing with the, with the monster manuals half dragon. It's very clearly just a, a human with some slight tiny tweaks. You can do the same. Well, what if you want to get really out there? I know we were discussing something as crazy as like a Tyrannosaurus yes. half dragon at one point. What sort of abilities do you think you it would have? I think at that point, I definitely want a breath weapon on this yeah. Tyrannosaurus. Yeah. But what sort of mad wizard would be doing dragon blood rituals to transform dinosaurs into half draconic? That, that's a bizarre question for you and your campaign. I mean, I think it can be a kind of a uh, a zany sort of a thing if you have a Tyrannosaurus half dragon that is spitting out lightning and has tiny wings on its back. And to match rid- its tiny arms. Well, I was going to say, get rid of its tiny arms and give it big old dragon hands. You know, like, you can go zany with it, and I think that that's fine and it can be ridiculous. My tendency would be, like, I'm going to give this Tyrannosaurus probably, like, a fire breath, and I want to give it dragon scales, and I'm going to give it a frightful presence. That probably is going to bump the CR of it up a little bit. It's definitely going to, it's probably going to bump it up one or two there, and it's going to bump the AC up. But it's going to be something that is just going to look like almost like a dire version of a T-Rex. The other other things that we talked about, other ideas that I've had are to do some half-dragon zo- uh, goblins. And the only different, the only thing I want there is the breath weapon to have just a fun... Goblins are already pretty chaotic, just like a little black dragon or yeah. red dragon goblins running around flamethrowering villages as they pillage and raid yeah i think that would be super fun just give that give it even just like a d4 a a line of fire instead of a cone it it could be so simple but it's gonna catch uh any party by surprise to have all that well and if you're you're doing the more zany route with it because goblins could go either way i think with that you could give them little tiny dragon wings and have them be tiny chaotic little half dragon cherubs flying around and causing havoc yeah and then on the other side i think you could have like a a half dragon unicorn and have it like a a silver golden dragon something more noble in in aspect there but give it instead of hooves give it claws give it a frightful presence and maybe even like i think it'd be cool with that sort of thing even if it doesn't fit well with that exact type of dragon but give it like a lust for gold or something. Uh, I would even say as you get into those more mythical creatures and stuff, maybe not the full-powered legendary resistance that dragons and higher-level creatures get, but give them a a one a one-time use for that instead of yeah. the three-time use that the other creatures get. A lesser version of the legendary resistance, just to show that they're more powerful. They're a higher standing creature than what a goblin would be. So as far as when I would do this, obviously I think it's great to do it in like Funhouse Dungeon and things like that where you can kind of introduce the crazy. The other the other times that I would do this is if you're doing a certain theme, a dragon theme of an adventure or a dungeon or something. Something to where if you have a whole bunch of cultists that worship a dragon god. Performing different strange rituals on things, trying to create maybe a new dragon or a dragon army for... Yeah. Tiamat or some other ancient dragon, ancient worm that they they worship. Yeah, or you know, it. you can have one-off like villains or, or your big epic villain, you know, if you want to make him a little bit more imposing 
This is a great way to, to give him some things that a regular human couldn't have. And he can look as little like a dragon or as much like a dragon as you want him to look. Just like, you know, half-breeds of anything can, can pull to one side or to the other. So if you want to say, nope, he doesn't look anything like a dragon, but he's got a frightful presence because he's a half-dragon. Fine. That's fine. Figure it out. Make sure it's, you know, what you want and that it you kind of give the players maybe some indications of what's going on. But I think, I think that that's completely reasonable. So we've talked about them as monsters and we, so kind of stepping more into the NPC side of things. I think that that's another way that you can find some interesting bits to use the half dragon. The first one is, this takes it right back to the beginning of our discussion. I think they're an interesting foil to Dragonborn. I mean, they're, they're very similar in what they are. How they come about may be different, but the me actual mechanics of it are fairly similar. Yeah, I think that, you know, in my mind at least, Dragonborn feel a kinship towards dragons and to dragon kind. But not always do dragons feel a kinship towards Dragonborn. And I think the same could be true with these half-dragons is the Dragonborn players might perceive, oh, this is a half-dragon, I'll go talk to him. You know, I'll get the information out of him. I'll persuade him because we're, we're connected. And then that could be further from the truth. Well, and I think there could be an interesting contention there of who is the more true dragon or yeah. who embodies those aspects better. Because dragonborn are their own race. Right. They, they create more dragonborn. A half dragon, that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. And, and in fact, I would almost say that I would say my half dragon would probably be infertile. Um, probably so, yeah. Because they're, I mean, not that it says that in the, the monster manual or anything, but the only way they come about is from either blood magic rituals or the progeny of a dragon itself. I don't think I would have a bunch of half dragons making more half dragons when dragonborn are a thing. Right, right. And like I said earlier, the other way is like, they're often. I think half-dragons are rare and magical just by their nature and, and how they come about. So I think they fit perfectly as like a powerful uh, enemy that can have a unique look and also have unique powers within. I think especially like Tier 1, Tier 2, that low level where you don't have the options of pulling out some of those really crazy creatures, even even a dragon at, at any size is, is going to be challenging for a lot of those parties. But you could do a half dragon. And Unless your party's okay with murdering babies. Because yeah. that's about the only dragon they'll be able to take on. Right, right, right. I think the final thing to talk about here is can you do a half dragon PC? I don't think it'd be that out of the, uh, the realm of possibilities. I think, like we mentioned, they're fairly similar to dragonborn i think you could even just change a couple things flavor wise and not even mess with stats or abilities and get what you're looking for yeah so i i 100 think it would be an option especially the good aligned dragons the metallic dragons i think would work fine as a player character race yeah that's the beauty of half dragons is they can you know one of the prerequisites we've talked about this before but one of the prerequisites that i have for a player race is that it can cover the alignment spectrum. Even if I'm not using alignments in every game, I want it to be something that can cover any of them. And I don't see any reason why half-dragons can do that. Um, Unlike other monstrous races where I feel like they're always going to lean one way, doesn't make sense to have a good 
Wan T, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think a half dragon, anybody could be. And, and if anybody could be it, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for my players to be that. And oddly enough, the Wan T is a player race, and <laughs> the half dragon is not. So yeah. that, bizarre enough. But yeah, I think, I think as long as you just use the dragon, if you're going to do it, if you're going to let a player do it, start with the dragonborn, tweak from there, and very cautiously tweak from there. If you're going to give them frightful presence, dumb it down, way down, give it a once per day use, and call it good. If you're going to give them, they already get resistances, so you don't have to worry about that. Going to give them wings, realize the fact that you're giving a character wings at first level and the thing keep in mind with wings is i believe in your game you allowed him to glide with them but he was not able to fly with them if you compare it to something like the air kokra uh, that we covered before really the flying was their main race feature they didn't have a whole lot else as a race that they got and dragonborn half dragons they already get the breath weapon they already get the resistance to give them flying on top of that would be quite a bit more powerful than the other main flying race that you see in the game so i think that if you want to allow them flying unlock it at level 12 or 14 once they start getting into those upper tiers and they can use it as a cloak or as a role play thing or maybe for gliding up until that point where it's a little bit more sensible for them to just have free flight on top of all the other abilities they have yeah, and then like I said earlier, like it's also possible for some of these classes, I think they make sense to go and you could become a half dragon later in the campaign, like especially the draconic bloodline sorcerer. Like in some ways, I, every time I look at that class or I have a player come to the table with that class, I'm like, I'm going to get you there. Like that's one of the things, that's my goal is to get them to look like that. Well, and there's already ways to become a lich, a vampire, lycanthrope, and there may not be an easy plug-and-play template for this, but anytime you have a, a race or a monster come about from magical experimentation and things, I think it's reasonable to allow that to be a goal of a player or a party. Again, depending on where you're at in the campaign and what you're doing, but if it's possible... You may as well make it possible. Yep, yep, yep. I agree. Anything else we want to cover here? I think that's about all I have. If you guys have anything else that you want to interject, add in, always feel free to holler at us. We'll see you next week. See ya.